prayers as we attempt to deliver from the Word of God. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be frank. What I'm going to be dealing with today, I really didn't want to deal with. Um, this is our homecoming, and um, even if I minister at all, a lot of times on homecomings I don't even minister. We usually deal uh, with things of that nature. But my spirit is in such a turmoil, and the Lord deal with me so strong. Um, it's good to see an old friend of mine here today, uh, Dewey Puckett. We go back uh, a long time. Uh, I, know, I know Brother Paul Moore and Sister Edna, Sister Mary. I say, well, we've known him for a long time, but Dewey goes back farther than anybody here. We have uh, went back to uh, grade school together, the old Brick Church School, and uh, there on Brick Church Pike. Back before I even had any thoughts of becoming a minister, but uh, it wasn't too long after that. It was after I, uh, I left uh, Ewan Park in seventh grade when I got into the eighth grade just when the Lord began to change my thoughts and my plans for the future and I began to think in a little bit different. And I believe that every man or woman that God calls that he calls them for a specific reason. And I have, I, I will be 61 my next birthday, and I've been preaching since I was 14, so uh, I've been doing it a day or two. But I have known ever since I was real young and first called the purpose of my ministry. Different men work in different ministries and they do great at it. And I think, I believe we have to do what the Bible says that let every man abide in the calling where he's called. A lot of preachers, that's where they mess up, is when they get off in the territory and do start doing things. Maybe it's because it's more popular, maybe because there's more fame, more money involved. They wind up failing or not being everything they need to be because they don't they don't get they don't abide in the calling where God called them. And uh I, I knew I knew from very early on that God has uh was calling me for an end time message and a prophecy and God spoke to me when I was just a kid and says I'm going to use you if you obey me and if you follow me and give your life to me. I'm going to use you to help perfect my bride for my second coming. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are, we are here at it. We're so close. Most of the people don't realize how close we are to the second coming of Christ. I understand there's always been evil in the world. I understand there's always been sin in the world. But we are in an hour today unprecedented. And we have to sit up and take notice and recognize where we at or we liable to get ourselves in trouble. I'm going to be carrying you today to the book of Mark, St. Mark's Gospel, 15th chapter. I'm going to be reading more scripture than what I normally do for an opening text, but bear with us as we read. We're going to be reading Mark's account of the crucifixion. Hallelujah. I strive, and I believe every minister strives, to preach what the Lord um, puts on their heart and ministers to them. But every so often, and those of you that sits under our ministry have heard this, me say this before. And I'm, I haven't said this in a few weeks, but I'm saying it today. I have gotten a word from the Lord. Jesus has talked to me. Mark chapter 15, beginning at verse 22. And they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated place of a skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments, casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. Now it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation uh, was written above, the king of the Jews. With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking among themselves. What the scribes said, he saved others, himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, 
descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land to the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabetanai, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard that said, Look, he's calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a red, and offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. And may I add to that, and the demons danced. Father God, help me today to deliver this that you have placed on my heart for this congregation of people. Give us strength, give us courage, give us wisdom. Help us to know that when we leave here today that our work is not yet quite over. The end is not yet, but our redemption is drawing nigh. You said that when we see all these things come to pass, the end would not be for time, but to look up. Speak to every heart here. If there's anybody in this place whose soul is not right with you, if there's anybody who does not have salvation, if there's anybody who cannot say for sure the Lord is the Savior of my life. I pray this will be the day that they will make a change. If there's any backsliders in the house, if there's any cold and indifferent, I pray, God, that they will be restored to you fully today. In Jesus' holy, mighty name, let the church say amen, amen and amen. You can be seated. I want to speak to you on the subject title today, The Day the Demons Danced. The Day the Demons Danced. I realize that we're living in a day and age that a lot of people, a lot, a lot, of, even, a lot of even churches and people in the ministry uh, do not even believe in the devil anymore. They don't, they don't think there's such a thing as an, uh, an evil spirit. They think all that is foolishness and that just that, that come up somewhere along the dark ages and, and that people are superstitious who believe that and there's really nothing to that. But if you can honestly look around in this world today of all the wickedness and all the things that is going on and say that there's not an evil force at work you are blind, and as my mom used to say, you're, you're blind in one eye and can't see out of the other one. Hallelujah. We are definitely battling wicked forces. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said we don't battle against flesh and blood. That's why you and I are wasting our time by getting mad at people. 
Hallelujah. Now, we got a lot of people that's kind of upset, amen, with, with our government. But I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's, it's not the government, but it's the force behind the government that's guiding the government. Hallelujah. When somebody comes against you to do you harm, amen, and work their, uh, uh, their ways against you, uh, one thing that you can do to help you better forgive them and go on and live and let live is to realize if they're not saved, then they're not doing what they're doing on their own. It's the spirit that's in them that's working through them. I understand and realize there's a lot of people say, well, I'm, I, I'm my own boss. Don't nobody tell me what to do. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are nothing but a puppet of the devil. He pulls your string over here, and that hand comes up. He pulls the other string in that hand. Glory to God. When you make a decision, you want to go out and party on Saturday night and go to the clubs, you think you're making that choice, but it's the devil inside you leading you, doing all that stuff. You're a slave. You're in bondage, and you're in chains. And he's got you blind to the point that you don't know it. And sadly, a lot of people in our government today, amen, are blinded and they don't understand. I spent a lot of the day this past Thursday crying. There's, let me, you know, I've told this story. You need to cut me down a little bit. I've got a ring and this thing is, uh, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I spent a lot of the day weeping and, and, and I'm glad for that because God, God broke something in me that needed to be broke. For the last, for the last uh, few years, I've been seeing things that's happening on the news and things that's going on uh, and, and things that happen that, uh, uh, as, that affects me maybe as an American, that affects my religious liberty, um, you know, and, and, and all these things that's happening. And, man, it, 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 it aggravates me and it makes me mad and, and, and it makes something riled up within me. And I, I, I've been honest with you and I've told you what my weaknesses have always been. My, all, my problem, devil, the devil never could bottle me with a bottle. He could not get a hold of me with that. He got my brother that way, and because of the way I seen it done to my brother, I stayed away from it. Amen. So the devil didn't bother me with that. He didn't bother me with a lot. The devil's not going to mess with you on something he knows ain't going to affect you. Hallelujah. But my, 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 my skeleton in my closet has always been anger. Amen. I've always been fast to fly off the handle. Amen. I could turn in a moment's time. Amen. When I, when I get mad and I've, I've had through the means of the Holy Spirit worked on that and worked on that for many years and I thank God, amen, for what he's able to help me do. But still, amen, when the last three or four years when I see some of the junk, amen, going on and I see freedom being taken away from people and I see the devil having his way, my first reaction is being to get mad and to get angry. Amen. Almost a point to ready to fight. Oh, but I'm thankful to God. Amen. That his spirit broke something within me this past Thursday. Amen. Because at first, amen, when I heard the news report, I felt that old Sammy begin to come up. But then, something coming in me and I begin to weep and I begin to cry. Hallelujah. Because I knew, amen, that something
very precious has died in this country. And I'm telling you, it will never return again. Don't look for it ever to be back the way it was again. It will never be. The America that you were born and raised in will never be again. It's over. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that the Lord helped me not to react in anger. But I felt humility. I've wondered how what I would do. I had a man. I had a man right here since we've been in this congregation uh, uh, this building we had a service I was preaching on something and the statement made us as well I'm going to preach it the way I always preach it they can come and get me if they want to come and get me but I'm still preaching the truth no matter what. I had a man come to me after church. He said, Pastor, he said, if that day comes, he said, now here they're coming after you. He said, I'm going to be there as soon as I can. And he said, they're going to have to get through me to get through you. And, I, he, and then he stopped. He said, that, he said, that would be all right, would it? Wouldn't that be all right? And I tell you, as I told him, the church cannot afford to react in anger. Our forefathers knelt on their knees in the Colosseum of Rome as they turned the lions loose on them, as Nero tied some of them to post and painted them with pitch, which is a form of tar, and lit them, and they become human torches. But as they died, they never let a one try to defend themselves or to fight back or to shed their blood, but they prayed for those that would hurt them, and they died singing hymns and singing songs. We have to be careful how we react and what we do because this is the day, this is the hour for the church to shine the greatest. Hallelujah. I'm determined whatever it takes Whatever I have to do to Sammy Pratt, I want to be like the Apostle Paul. That when, according to history, according to history, when they went to his cell, not long after he finished the last book of Second Peter, when he said, the time of my departure is at hand. 
I'm ready to be offered up. I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. The word, the Bible does not say any more after that, but history steps in and says two soldiers come and got Paul out of his cell, one on each side, and they was leading him to the child. Because he was a Roman citizen, he didn't have to be crucified. He was allowed to have the same death as any Roman citizen that was, that, that was having the head cut off. It was far less painful. History says that when he looked and he saw the place, he, he flexed his muscles. He broke through, uh, free of both those soldiers. He didn't try to run away, Brother Donald. History says he ran to the chop block and he laid his head on the block. We have got we have got to show the love of Christ in everything we do. Like Brother Bobby said this morning, God's love will win out everything. Persecution is coming. Hallelujah. But we have got, we've got to stand high. When Jesus was crucified, the devils danced with glee. Hell had a party because the Son of God, the one that cast out so many of them, the one that healed, amen, the sick, amen, and delivered all those things, amen, had breathed his last. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And the devils began to dance. On June, in June of 1963, the Supreme Court upheld the argument of the atheist by the name of Madeline Murray O'Hare and propagated an edict with ramifications so widespread it assured that God would be evicted from public society across the entire spectrum of the American governmental system. From that day to this, not only has prayer been outlawed in schools, God's very name has been declared anathema to the United States Constitution and forbidden to be mentioned in any federal, state, country, city, or municipal context. In 1963, the demons danced with glee. In 1973, the Supreme Court again ruled that it was unconstitutional for the state of Texas to have denied a woman an abortion that she tried to receive in Texas. And the Supreme Court said that was unconstitutional. And the only way that any state, 
amen, could ban abortion would be to accept to save, save the life of the mother. This, of course, is the infamous Roe v. Wade decision. The court ruled that states, states were forbidden from outlawing or even regulating any aspect of abortion performed during the first trimester of pregnancy. And since then, 50 million precious babies have been slaughtered in their mother's womb, and the devils dance with glee. And now, just a few days ago in June again, 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court defied states' rights and made U.S. the 21st country to legalize same-sex marriage nationwide. All states, even though millions of Americans in various states, including Tennessee, went to the polls and voted, I was one of them, to protect traditional marriage. All states in the Union, according to the five judges that made the decision, all states in the Union must accept and perform gay marriages. Bakeries who bake cakes, whether you're Christian or not, are ordered to bake cakes for these ceremonies if you are in business and you want to stay in business. Florists are going to have to provide flowers, whether or not you are a Christian and believe in that or not. Caterers must offer their services for such ceremonies if they are asked to. And the demons have danced again with glee. You see, Satan is against you because you was created in the image of God. He hates everything godly. He hates everything righteous. All the, ever since the devil was kicked out of heaven, every time somebody went against the Creator, the devil and his demons that fell with him would dance with glee and have a party. Listen, demons dance with glee when a young man or young woman take that first drag off of a cigarette. Demons dance with glee when that first sip of beer is swallowed down somebody's throat. The demon, you don't realize it, 
but they're happy. There's a party going on. Demons dance with glee when somebody for the first time takes that first toke of a joint and it's inhaled. Oh, you think you pottering. You think you just having a good time. Oh, but you ain't having half the time that hell is because they know they're saying I'm getting them. I'm getting them. I got them. That's another soul. That's another soul. The demons dance with glee every time a soul comes into the house of God and hears a message preached. Amen but turns and goes away without coming to the altar and crying for forgiveness. They say, I'm not ready, or whatever the excuse may be. But as you're walking out that door, the demons are dancing with glee. If the demons dance and are so happy, Every time individuals make a move against the Lord, what do you think that they do when whole nations turn their back? There's never been a nation like the United States. Never been a country blessed. It's like we've been blessed. Tyrants have tried to take us down. Hitler, Mussolini, Putin or Gorbachev or whoever. But no country, no tyrant has ever been able to take down and steal what we got. But I'm telling you on the authority of the Word of God and as my calling, what God has spoke to me and what God has told me. God told me that America struck the blow this past Thursday that's going to take her own self down. As I was telling you a while ago when I was a young boy, what God told me he was going to call me to do, he told me two things that was going to be in the last day above everything else that was going to bring this country down. And when God told me that neither one of these two things was a problem, I can, I can remember preaching and having people look at me funny. And they say, he's he just a teenage kid. He don't know what he's talking about. But under a tent... Preaching one of the longest sermons I ever preached under, uh, behind Brother McNeese's house on Centennial Boulevard years ago. The first time God opened up prophecy to me. I know the anointing, I preached for over two and a half hours and nobody blinked the whole time because God was in it. And God let me know then there were two things that were going to take this country down. First one was going to be Abortion, and the second was going to be the rise of homosexuality. And really, and really, 
That's not a big prophecy thing if you stop and think about it because Jesus has already said in his word, like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the day of the Son of Man. I've been reading on Facebook and I've been reading other places that people want to, they already people call themselves Christian. They want to back off. They don't, they, they don't want to cause no problem. Amen. They, they want, well, you know, they want to say, well, sin is sin and, and there's, really, there's, there's really no difference. I beg your pardon you, the Bible does not tell you that, my friend. The Bible plainly says that there are greater sins. We just read about the crucifixion of Jesus. Amen. And you know that Pilate didn't want to kill Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't want to do it. And Jesus saw it in Pilate's eye. Hallelujah. And Jesus just wells and told Pilate. He said, listen. He said, don't worry about it because the one who has delivered me to you has committed the greater sin. There are some sins and there are some abominations. Show me where God ever destroyed any nation. Because the nation was a bunch of liars. Show me where God ever destroyed any country because the country was a bunch of drunks or a bunch of dope addicts. The only sin that God has ever destroyed a city for is the sin of sodomy. As it was in the day of Sodom, so shall it be in the day of the Son of Man. And the demons dance with glee. Don't be ashamed. Evil likes to gloat. They have taken the colors of God's creation, his beautiful rainbow, for the promise that he made, and they use it and they claim it for their own. You know, our administration, he rubbed it in the face of God. I literally got nauseated when I seen the picture of our White House because. Mr. Obama had him go out and work immediately and put up different colored floodlights. And when the sun went down, the symbol of it all, rubbing it in the face of God. Hallelujah. And the devils are dancing with glee. Bear with me just a, just a few more minutes and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close. Proverbs 14 and 34. This is what it says. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Isaiah 1 and 4. This was originally written to Israel. But I just told you a few minutes ago, no nation in the world has been blessed like America. God has blessed us. For those who hadn't been lazy, those who was willing to work, has been able to make just about anything they wanted to. 
of themselves in this country. Isaiah 1 and 4, Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who have corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward. You should have knew it was coming when he first came in the office and he made the statement that America is no longer a Christian nation. I'm telling you, the man does not know what Christian means. He ain't never been close to being a Christian. He, he has been a closet Muslim from day one, just like his daddy. I'm not going to pull no punches. If it costs me my life, I'm going to tell it like it is. This country was founded on Christian principles. All of our forefathers. Why did they come over here for? They came, they came for religious freedom. And go back and reread. Listen, I know history just about as well as I know my Bible because I, that's always been uh, been a thing. I love history. I've, I've read it. Hallelujah! And they did not come to this nation to have, according to history, they did not come to have a man um, a, a Muslim a freedom or or Confucius or any of these other. They came for Christian liberty. And the word Christian is used in our forefathers' writing. But what I read to you, the history I gave you about from prayer and Bibles being taken out of the schools, they just well to go ahead and hire a bunch of bulldozers and bulldozers down every building in Washington, D.C. because every one of them has got scriptures inscribed up there. Actually, when we went there, I saw the inscription and the picture of Moses there. Amen. At the Supreme Court. And they admit that the Ten Commandments was the basis of all the laws of our land. But what has happened? Same thing has happened to America. It's what happened to Israel before God brought judgment on them. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 11. Our, our founding pastor, Brother Hale, this is one of his favorite Old Testament sermons. He'd always have somebody read for him, and I can't tell you the times he's had me to turn to this and read it for him. Jeremiah 2, 11 and 13. Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people, my people. Can, can, you, can you see the sorrow here in God's heart? My people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. 
Be very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. He said, first, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now, a lot, a lot of the young ones that, that are here maybe don't know what a cistern is, but I, I can remember living in, living in houses when I was a kid growing up, had them old cisterns. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When you compare cistern water to spring water, there ain't no comparison, my friend. Hallelujah. But God said they've forsaken him, and they, the fountain of living waters, and they've hewn them out cisterns. He said, and they're broken at that, and they can't even hold water. All this stuff that's going on, brother, is not going to hold water at Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Glory. I'm closing with this last scripture. Revelation. No, I, the message that I've been preaching is the devil, the demons dancing with glee. And I gave you thing after thing that happens that causes the demons to dance. Revelation chapter 20, beginning at verse 7. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison, and he will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is the sand of the sea. They went uh, upon the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. That's where you and I will be after the rapture. When God gathers us at the marriage supper of the Lamb, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be there with Him when, when the vials of wrath and all that stuff has been poured out as you read about in the book of Revelation. After that thousand years, that millennial reign, God's going to loose the devil one more time. And he still hadn't learned his lesson. He's been coming after me and he's been coming after you ever since time has existed. But something's going to be different this time. And far came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of far and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That is the day that the demons dance. No more. That is the day that the church of the living God Praise the name of the Lord. And that old devil, that old devil that put sickness on you and pain on you and caused different ones, amen, amen, to be abused. Hallelujah. They're going to be in the lake of fire looking up at you as you're walking around dancing in heaven. It's going to be your time to dance. Glory to God. It's going to be our time. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Come to the keyboard. Ooh, hallelujah. So, go ahead. Let the devils dance. Let them have their party. It's going to end one day. And the back of the book, we win. We win. If anybody, if anybody needs to come to the Lord, be no better time than right now. Anybody's cold on God, backslid. Let God restore you right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give me a G key. Well,